Hello, and welcome back to the Expand with Jenna Brown podcast. I'm super excited to have Caitlin here with us. Um, She is an incredible, incredible human being that we are here to talk about today, human design. But she's going to introduce herself in a second, and she has a million different titles and hats that she wears as a classic manifesting generator. Um, But this is Caitlin Akan, so go ahead and say hi to everyone and introduce yourself. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks for having me and welcome to everyone joining us. I'm so glad to be here. As Jenna said, I in true manifesting generator style have a lot of hats that I have worn. I do wear currently or probably will continue to wear for the rest of my time. The first, if you've known me from my Instagram to flourish, I'm a human design expert. I also do astro geography, which is astrology of place. It is your astrology chart on the world's map. If you think about it that way, I also co-run a catering company with my husband here in Dallas, Texas, where we currently are at. I am also a doula, a florist and an event design, uh, event designer. So a lot of things going on and I kind of just keep all the balls in the air as well. And then if we want to profile me a little bit more for anyone who loves more of the HD lingo. I'm a manifesting generator, a two, five profile and emotional authority. That's me. Also one really interesting thing about your chart too, is that all of your centers are defined. Yes. Yeah. All of my, all nine energy centers are defined. And I've told Jenna this before, but when I first found human design about four years ago, I had no clue that that was <clears throat> fairly unique, if, if not extremely unique. And I thought that everyone had this or at least a lot of people. And as I dove into human design and what it really meant for someone to have an open center, I had a little bit of um, FOMO, to be honest, of like, mm-hmm. wait, what? I'm fully defined. But yes, I've gone through so much work and my own kind of conditioning with that of what it's like to have all my circuitry literally plugged in. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, You're the only person I know that has all nine centers defined. Although a client just told me that her son has all nine defined. And I was like, that's really cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's get this combo started with, well, first of all, I want to tell you listening that we're talking about human design today. We're not like teaching you the basics of it on this call. We're talking about it basically like our experiences with using human design, going into the human design experiment. Both of us are manifesting generators. So our energy is like super unique. I mean, everyone's energy is unique to them, but obviously we're both man gen. So if you are like, don't compare yourselves to us, figure out your own human design, like go into it yourselves. If you are not familiar with human design lingo, some parts might blow past your head, but ultimately this episode is meant to be an invitation to the experiment and really our journey, both of us uh, along the way of our own personal experiments, because that's what human design is. Before we go into some of the questions I have for Caitlin and just topics to talk about, I want to mention that a lot of times we find human design from um, this headspace of like, I want to know everything about myself and like figure myself out. I don't think that's wrong at all. I just think it is what it is, but that's not the experiment, which is what we want to talk about a little bit today of like, you're, you don't do the experiment just because you learn about human design. 
it's not something that you learn about in your head. Of course you like pass it through that filter, but it's something that you allow yourself to experiment with in your body and allow yourself to experiment in your life. The reason why it's called an experiment is because it's quite literally that. So as we talk about the experiment, Caitlin, will you share with us a little bit about how, like how you found human design coming into it and just the beginning parts of the journey? What was that like for you? I very much resonate of this idea and have totally built my whole business on this idea of leading people towards and empowering them to experiment in their daily lives with actionable, tangible steps, because I definitely was one who read all the things I could get my hands on at the very beginning. Um, Yeah, I think it's been about four years now. And I spent two of those years, to be really honest, just reading and thinking exactly like Jenna was sharing, just doing a, a mind experiment with it. Almost like when we all know you flip through astrology books and read the sun signs. That's what I kind of did with human design. I was fascinated by it. And I would start to look at other people's charts and charts in my life. I would look at mine, but I didn't quite know. Or if I'm really honest, I didn't think that I could put it into action in my life unless I could dedicate 100% to it. So I spent mm. two, yes, spent two years never fully dabbling, just putting one foot in here and there because I was really caught up in well, I can't do it fully. So I'm not going to do it at all. Just Mm going to kind of sit here and think about it. And I, if you resonate with that, I fully see you. I'm here to tell you though, you can start today, pick one thing in your chart and put it into action because that could be the domino that starts the effect completely. And so when the pandemic happened, just to talk about a little bit more of when I finally decided to put all my all my feet as in the two that I have put them fully (laughs) in to the, to the human design pond. Um, it was at the beginning of the pandemic and I decided if it it's now or never, I was given this opportunity to work for uh, from home at that point from a job that I had and I wanted to go all in. And so I started very, very simply just choosing a few things that resonated with me, with my chart being a manifesting generator, kind of picking activities in my day that lit me up and doing those first before I did anything else. I also decided that I would not keep myself to such a schedule. If you know about the arrows in human design, very broad strokes, mine all face to the right. And so we could say someone who has this this is a quad right. They're very loose. They should be non-structured, be a little bit more go with the flow. And since I was at home 24 seven, it gave me the opportunity to lean into that. Um, And just even those two things right there completely shifted the game for me. So then I just start, I started to flourish my human design um, intuitive business and started really bringing it to other people as well. And that's where it really grew for me. Um, and I don't, I think we'll talk about it, Jenna, but that's also where I decided that I was going to do an ultimate test and kind of challenge the universe to meet me at a place to really show me, is this really true? Like if I put this in action, is the universe going to meet me there? And that's when I decided, um, during a global pandemic that I wanted to travel one week, every one week, every month, 
to anywhere for little to no money. And that happened for the past almost two years. And this is the first month that I haven't traveled since then, but I did move into a new home. So yeah, yeah. that's still traveling. Yeah. Right. I kind of traveled into a home. So yeah, it's it's pretty wild um, that it, it truly was two years and every month it just kept happening. And that was, I like to tell people too, in human design, you should see a result. You should feel something. It's not something that you need to commit to blindly forever. Mm-hmm. You should have maybe a little faith into it and a little bit of like, let me see how this works out for me. But if it isn't change, there's nothing. This is a total um, result-based situation, in my opinion, because it's your soul's true identity. It's your soul's true calling on what it wants to be um, fully expressed like in this life. Yeah. I love the story about the traveling thing for you because I think it so, shows so much of your character and just being like, all right, we're all in, let's do this and it better be real. So this is how I'm going to know if it's real or not. <laughs> and it was, and it really worked out, which is super cool and really inspiring. I think one of the things that is fascinating about human designer to ask the question about human design first is were there any parts of your chart that were hard to like reconcile? I mean, I know you mentioned like the being all defined in every center, were there other parts of your chart that were hard to come to terms with? Like almost that you tried to convince yourself weren't true about you or anything like that? A couple. And it really all stems from the conditioning that we all feel right that we're all told maybe we should be in in some aspect of our lives whatever that is for you um well actually we could t- i could tell you this one um going with the traveling theme of why why did i even decide i want to travel one week a month to little literally little to no money and i didn't care why and that was me challenging finding out that with my ego center and human design being defined, and I have gate 26 highlighted, that my motivation was not going to be financial, which I had always operated on up until that point. Mm. I was always choosing jobs that were offering more money. I was choosing things that were safer financially. I was worrying myself and I come from a just a normal privileged background and the fact that I've never been without a home or without food on my table yet I had lived as if that rug was going to be pulled out from under me for no reason I didn't have a reason I had an experience that but I always was seeking if the finances were there the stability would be there so that was Mm -hmm. something when I figured out oh wait I have something completely different for a motivation for me and that should be um, success on my own terms. What does that look like? And I had to really get real that that meant for me to release finances. I, it, I wanted to experiment with what if half the money that I thought I needed came in and I still was able to travel the world and do all of these crazy things. And I kind of, that's why I decided to take that leap of faith with the universe and say, okay, divine, I'm going to go all in and I need you to show me that money actually doesn't matter for me personally, that I can do everything I want to do and the finances will work themselves out. And this wasn't me blindly, by the way, just throwing caution to the wind and hoping there was money coming into my bank account. 
but it was me throwing caution to the wind and committing to building a business that I love, no matter what was going to happen and starting to say no to maybe things that finances could have come in easier with me selling my soul a little bit, but saying no to those things and really sticking, sticking true to the, to the path and putting the blinders on of I'm going to commit to what makes me feel successful. And I'm going to use that as my motivation every day. So that's something that like was a a contention for me that I really worked through. Um, And then one, one other thing that off the bat, and I feel this is almost conflicting for what we talk about manifesting generators and why human design is so cool when you learn your whole chart, because, you know, Jen and I are both manifesting generators, but very different when you start to look into the, the energetics and circuitry. And I pretty much have everything in my chart that is all about slowing down, take your time. I'm a triple split definition. I am a two five profile. I have gate 33. I have all of these things. It's like, take a beat process. I'm emotional authority at that where I need to ride the waves. Mm -hmm. And that was very hard for me because I have the tendency and with conditioning of you got to get up and chase, chase that care every single day. And Mm I, yeah, had to really slow down and still am learning to slow down that it's okay. It's okay that you're taking a week, a month, a year to figure things out. Figuring out, finding out I was a manifesting generator and what that meant was like, uh, the biggest like sigh of relief for me personally. Cause I was like, that was like a great experience of being like, Oh my God, this is why I always want to change course. And this is why I am like, can do so many things at once. And I had been a person that had like restricted my energy because I always felt bad that I would, I like could do so many things like, and do them well, in my opinion, (laughs) um, so that was like a woohoo. And then when I found out that I was an emotional authority, I was like, fuck my life. Because I say this a lot with emotional authorities is for a lot of us, it was like the one thing we tried to heal out of ourselves. Those of us who are healers too, of like, if I could just heal myself out of my lows, then I would be great. And to figure out that, like to find out that I was going to have an emotional low for my whole life was dev- like devastating to me. It was genuinely like, an ego death, I think as a, just as a person, and also just an integration of my inner child of how I was always like made fun of for being so dramatic and like for being so sensitive and being, um, I mean, I had intense lows, like intense, really my whole life. And, you know, my nickname as a kid from my parents was Mona Jenna. Cause I whined all the time. And that was like traumatizing for me as an adult. I realized I had spent so much time trying to not have lows, like literally being on antidepressants forever and ever, not anymore, but so that I wouldn't have these lows to then realize that they weren't going away. It was just going to be about how I handled them and, and nervous system is connected to the solar plexus, the emotional center. So all of this nervous system work that has made them so much more bearable and beautiful and like bringing depth to my life. But in the beginning, that was something that I really struggled to reconcile because I was like, that's not true. Even though I knew it was true. I was just like, I don't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, w- it was definitely something that to reconcile. And I found that when I say that to emotional authorities, like 
eight out of 10 emotional authorities are like, yep, me too. Like, wow, that's really a hard pill to swallow of being like, yeah, I have this emotional wave. Yes. I'm supposed to wait out decisions. Like, yes, I'm supposed to wait for emotional clarity, but I keep trying to find it in my head and all of these things. So I always find that interesting. I feel like that's one of the first things that if people are an emotional authority, they're, they're integrating, reconciling with that consistent energy. Mm, yeah, I I resonate and I know we've talked about this too at length that it, it it is so curious because we only feel that way about it as you stated the crazy conditioning and name calling and being put in a box around it. And for me with the emotional authority because I also anyone who looks up their chart not only if it's defined you have an emotional authority but go and check out the gates or the channels that you have. And that will determine the kind of wave that you will experience, which I think sheds even more light on, oh, okay. Because I've met some emotional authorities that have, um, it's escaping me at the moment, but one of the um, channels that is a lot more light <laughs> and a lot, uh, if I could say, easier to handle than some of the bigger waves, um, depending on the channels. <laughs> Yeah. And so I think my husband has one. I remember reading about he's an emotional authority too. And I was like, no, he's not. But then I realized I have like the wave of melancholy and he does not. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense uh, to our, the difference between our waves. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I find that just another layer of fascination of how we experience those. But for me, it gave me a lot of light. I feel everything you say as well. But for me, it was this licensing of, you know what? I don't need to back down anymore when I'm told that I can never make decisions or that Mm. I always procrastinate. I'm using quotes in making decisions because I kind of got to reclaim my power and said, you know what? Wait a second. I don't want to make decisions on the spot. I don't want to put myself um, in a position where I'm pushed and I had <clears throat> was raised with a mom who constantly was telling me you can never make a decision. And then I, that became my identity where I am not a decision maker. I need to rely on someone else to make the decision. And now I know it's because I was never ready to make the decision because when I am ready, I very much know if it's a yes or a no for me. Mm-hmm. It's never unclear. It's only unclear in the moment. So now I really enjoy, it's almost like this spontaneity of life where I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it tomorrow, maybe in a week, or maybe I'll never buy it. Who knows? <laughs> and just kind of seeing, yeah, where things go um, with that. One one tip I just experienced moving into a new, new apartment is trying to get all of this new furniture and things and making decisions fast. I found if you can do some legwork as an emotional authority of creating maybe a mood board or things that you might want to say yes to Mm. beforehand so that when you see the things in the moment, maybe you want to tell you, you could fall into the trap of thinking, well, let me wait on it. But if you do a little bit before and just play with this, I have found this to be great for me. That I'm like, oh, I can say yes right now because a week ago I already started the process for me. I already created a mood board. I already Mm -hmm. decided what I was thinking I would want so that when it shows up in my life in the moment, I'm able to say yes or no faster. And it might look like I'm not waiting, but yeah, I kind of did like already have been. You've already been riding that wave beforehand. 
Yeah. And that is helpful, hopefully for someone else to hear too, because we do live in a world that sometimes demands us to make decisions on the spot. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're living in society with other people who have other authorities and energetics going on. And so um, any way that you can help yourself navigate in the back end so that when you're with others, that's another really like juicy, great place that human design um, can really empower us in our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you said the example once too in a teaching of uh, for emotional authorities of when you go out to eat and like looking at the, the, the menu menu, I'm like, what is it called? The menu <laughs> beforehand. And I was like, Oh my God, I do that always. I literally always look at the menu. Like, Oh, we're going here to eat. I'm going to look. And it's like a new place. I'm definitely looking at the menu. And I always thought that was because I'm like, I eat more plants and like, I am gluten-free and like, don't eat dairy really. And so I'm always trying to figure out if there's something I can eat but now I'm eating a little bit more meat. So there's more options available, but I thought that was why. And then I was like, no, I've always done that. I've always looked up the, the menu to try to figure out what I wanted to eat. So I could sit with it and be like, Oh, okay. Is that really what I want to eat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love, I love that. You love that. That's one of my favorite hacks too, because yeah, I, I really call it. It's like you're priming your, you're priming your senses, your digestion. I mean, your decision-making, you can, anything that can help you get ahead and not ahead in a hustle. I'm going to be the best kind of way, but ahead so that you're not put in a position where maybe conditioning, you can be confronted, right? When you're in the group of people at the table and now you're being pressured and now you're relying on someone else to make a decision. You can already make the decision that's correct for you because of what you were able to do beforehand. So yeah, I love that one. How has it been with your husband, like learning his human design? I don't know if he's like into it or not. I don't remember, but how has it been figuring out like, oh, when I'm with you, this is maybe why we were attracted together. And, and like, what has that journey been like? Yeah, it's he he is as I feel lots of people who dabble, but yet you watch from the I'm watching from the sidelines and I'm like, wow, you are completely living your human design without me even putting names to these yep. things. Mm -hmm. Um he is one of those people. And so he definitely likes to hear about it, but I will say it completely enhanced our marriage. Next month we'll be married for 7 years now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Happy yeah. Early yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's super wild that it's been seven years, but it definitely hasn't been the easiest seven years, <laughs> but it has been a great journey. But about four years ago, when I really started to look into this, it gave me so much permission to love him more for who he is and to mm. stop for me personally to stop wandering that's a gift one of the many gifts of human design is when you can see yourself and see another person as their own individual you can stop a lot of the confrontations ahead of time like why isn't this person like me or why why don't we get along with this one of the huge things that I talk about a lot with us is um, if anyone knows of their profile in human design, I mentioned before, I'm a two five, which in broad strokes, it's someone who's very independent, loves to be alone. My interaction with someone at a grocery store, like a great little conversation fills my social cup up for the week. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need much interaction with people. Um, 
I also don't need to talk to my friends all the time, although I love them dearly. I'm very okay with being alone. And I married someone who's a four six, which is the most opposite, I would say, as I could get in the <laughs> profiles. And broad strokes for a four six, if you don't know, someone whose life centers around people, who wants to be with people all the time, who makes business happen from pure network versus mine. I can do it randomly with people on Instagram and everything he does. Uh, we even met through a friend, one of his friends. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, that's even, I always say to anyone that's a four, six, go back in your life and look and see if everything's been connected to someone else that's been successful for you. So anyways, learning that about both of us, it gave us a lot of love and permission and grace to say, you know what, you go out and enjoy a night out with your friends and I'm going to sit home and have a cup of tea and read a book and we can be so confident in ourselves that that's exactly what we need to be doing instead of pushing each other to do one or the other situation. Um, mm. And we're also both manifesting generators, which another level, if you're in a relationship with another MG, right? We talked about the, uh, earlier choosing what you, what brings you joy or what's lighting you up. So that's another thing that learning both of those in a relationship, it's like, yeah, let's both, or lots of times we'll go watch a TV show in separate rooms because we, that's going to bring us the most joy mm -hmm. and we're both happy for each other about that. But before human design, there would have been, you know, a conversation of why we couldn't be doing something together or. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, for me, uh, my husband, Brandon is an un, or he is a defined spleen and a defined ego. And I'm completely open in both of those areas. And I found, well, first of all, our charts together, like complete a chart other than Ajna and head. So every single center is like defined together. Um, when we're together besides those. And so our whole bodies are, are lit up and it's really crazy when we get on the same page about something, we like manifest things in five and a half seconds. And we've said that actually way before we knew human design, but this aspect of like, when we get together and we're together on something literally like in actually in alignment, not like pretend alignment, it will happen in five seconds. Like it's unreal. Um, which is really cool. But one thing that for us about our centers is, and I love that you said it like helps a lot of the fights not happen <laughs> is because in some areas where you're defined and maybe your partner is undefined, you might want them to have consistent energy in that area. Like you do. Mm -hmm. Um, and for us, because he's defining his ego and I'm not, I found, and I'm amplifying his ego when I'm around him. So I'm, or I'm amplifying that energy and have access, but mm -hmm. I don't even have any gates there. So when I'm around him and he's like, Jenna, like you just need to, you know, put your head down and like build this business this way. Right. Like he did like that a lot in the beginning of like, I see your potential. If you could just put your head down and build your business this way, then you'd, we'd like have all this success. Right. And for me, I was just, I know I don't have consistent access to willpower. That's like that. I'm really motivated by like creativity and creating something new. And that's like, pretty much where all of my creativity comes from and why I do things the way I do. And now that we have that language, I'll be like, yes, I understand that if you were me, you would have that, like, that's how you would want to build something. Cause you would have that willpower to just do it that way. 
but I don't like, it's not even exciting to me and I'm not lit up by it anymore in that way. So like I'm changing course. Right. And before that would have been like a giant fight. And now it's just like, it is what it is. Jenna's going to do things her way. Like, and he's made peace with it. Um, but it's just super fascinating. I think in relationship, because when you really start to look at your charts together, you can see the, the pros of that and really see, oh, wow, this is our strengths together. But also you can see where you're conditioning one another, like where you're like, oh, where Jenna's complete, I'm completely undefined, completely open, no gates in my spleen or my ego. And he's very defined in those areas. So he like could be a part of the conditioning there of more fear-based living or more, um, you know, like get into your willpower and do it like this. And what's so funny about everything in my chart, it's like, so, and Caitlin knows this cause she told me all of this, but it's so meant to be, I'm so meant to be in my feminine energy and so meant to teach that. And that's like just my life path. But I didn't do that for a lot of years because it was like, no, I'm supposed to operate like a man with this like giant, not that all men have access to willpower, but like a man because of culture. And also Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to have like build something in this giant willpower way that just never has resonated with me or at least not for more than two seconds. So (laughs) I find it so interesting to, and I think everyone does when you have children or a partner, if you look up your chart and start to experiment with yours, and then you start to look at where maybe you're conditioning your partner or they're conditioning you and how to move past that is, is a really cool evolution, I think, for partnership and relationship. Yeah, I absolutely. And I think, you know, human design isn't supposed to be, Jenna said at the very beginning, it's an experiment. You you can't really, you can, let me say this, you can only experiment alone for so long because we are in society and in community and human design is a tool that was meant for us to have relationship with others. And so it is absolutely so beautiful when you know someone else's because everything you just said, like the conditioning and seeing those and even what I was saying about the fighting, but even on the other side, I can be the biggest cheerleader for someone. And I can remind my husband, for example, about his incarnation cross, which is sort of his life. If you look up your incarnation cross, it's your life's theme. And his is very direct for what he's doing. It's bringing for him, it's bringing people and services together to create beauty in their lives. And he's a chef and we have our catering company and he's constantly connecting people to beautiful food. And so when he's kind of in maybe unsure moments or has questioned things, you know, I get to be a cheerleader for him and say, no, wait, you're on the right path. Or to your point, Jenna, like he also has it. I I don't think we've ever talked about this, but he has an open um, ego and spleen as well. Oh, yeah. And I am aware where I'm like, you know what, let's like spend some time apart, like for an hour or two. Why don't you go on a walk by yourself? Because I am aware being completely defined in my chart. It's an interesting, it's an interesting concept to think about, because that means I'm like, literally lighting someone up all the time. He also has I believe his crown and Ajna open and one other that I can't, maybe it's his root, but he 
I, so I, so I, um, I'm very cautious on how I approach things and I can be just as you were saying about your husband of like, why aren't you getting up off the couch? Let's do things. What's happening. And, uh, taking a step back and kind of going, you know what, that's my energy. That's not his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like too, like my husband's a generator and I'm a man gen and you guys are both man gen. So like this is probably happening even less in our relationships than other people's. Like if you're a generator and you're married to a projector or like vice versa or a manifester. Like I feel I'm in my experience working with people, it's, there can be even deeper conditioning. That's like for, not that it hasn't been deep for us, but it's just it's our different. energy types are very similar. So it's like, there are aspects of it that we resonate. Like we like to be lit up by the things that we love in life, like in our sacral authority, we didn't have the words for that before, but now we understand that that's like the way that we're meant to be living our life is, are we lit up by this? And really, when we look back at our life, all of our decisions have been like based out of like, this isn't lighting me up. I'm miserable. Let's do the thing that's light us, like lights me up, even though we didn't have the words for that, you know? So, and honestly, like I haven't looked at my parents' charts, but (laughs) I could, I think it'd be real interesting. I'm pretty sure my mom's a projector. I always say, if she's not a projector, I will literally fall over. Like I don't think I've ever met a person that is a projector more than her. So if she's not, I won't know what to do with life, but, um, yeah, like it can be interesting to look at these people's charts who are very influential in your life and see where it's actually not you, like where we would call it the not self or the conditioned self, this version of you that you had to become likely to survive. A lot of that wisdom lies within the openness in your chart. And then like, who, who were you around? Like who, who were your parents who, uh, like what was their energy like and and where has that conditioning taken place is a journey. Oh, even I'm going to interject. Cause this is yeah, such a great point. One thing I have looked at my mom's chart and, um, she had me very young and we basically grew up alongside each other. And it was just her and I for a long time until she married my stepdad, but kind of a semi codependent relationship. And since again, fully defined, it kind of eliminates some doors of seeing conditioning. But what I have found is I have some gates highlighted that she doesn't. And I think I was pushed too young to start expressing those just an interesting concept for people. And I'm still playing with these ideas because I feel out of balance on some of the gates that I have highlighted that the pendulum has swung to the extreme condition side of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, one of them in my spleen, I believe, don't quote me, it's gate 18, um, all about authority. And I kind of needed to be an authority very, very young and mm-hmm. all this fear of authority or never being enough of an authority because as a five-year-old who needed to know how to do things that probably an adult should have been doing, right. It's <laughs> kind of out, ba- out of balance at that point in life. And so I've kind of played with that concept too, of how do I yeah. reclaim what is mine? And maybe that I got pushed um, out of, because I felt someone like my mom, for example, who maybe she was, I don't want to say taking, but like it was activated for her. And what did that mean for both of us in relationship together? That is like, yeah, a hundred percent. I could see that. Um, cause I mean, I could see that in places in my chart too, where, where they're defined and where I was pushed into their expression early. And it, and it almost causes that, like, cause usually that cause that's like, um, surrounded by pain, right. Cause like you didn't want to do that, even though you had to do that. 
And so it's almost like now people, not people, but now you're expected quote unquote air quotes to be consistent in that energy. But a part of you is like, I don't want to be because I had to be. And because I like that resistance of pushing it away causes that, like the inconsistency there even more so because you're like, no, I, I, I had to be an authority when I was five. Like, I don't want to do that for other people right now. Um, which is probably your own way of, of healing. It's like pushing it away for this season to heal from those deeper aspects of having to do it. So young, like creating balance. Like if you look at your life as like one story, then it's like creating balance over time throughout that story, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. You, Jen and I have, and we'll continue to go down so many rabbit holes with human design because you can, even with one gate, you can talk about it in a hundred different contexts. Um, and yeah, about the power or what it might've been for conditioning or how to reclaim it, or even just how to put it into action in your daily life so that you are more in alignment with, with your chart. Is there anything that's up for you that you want to talk about or ask me? Gosh, I think it has it been two years now since Jen and I met, I think, or I think has not. It? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, that's and so I've had, yeah, such a privilege of seeing Jenna just completely evolve in death and rebirths and like blossoming uh, or t- flourishing, if I could use that word, <laughs> um, and seeing her chart. And I know that both of us are very passionate about really, if I haven't said it enough, what areas can you really put it into action? If it's in business, if it's in your daily life. Um, and I don't know, maybe we could say too, cause I think we both know this people tend to come to me sometimes and say, well, how do I live my design more for my business? And I'm like, you start making the coffee that brings you joy in the morning. And that's how you're going to make more finance for more financial freedom or bring in more clients. And I think people forget that, that this isn't a silo system. It's not supposed to be, okay, I'm going to do this over here for my family, this over here for my personal life and this over here for my business. Literally everything is affecting all of it. And you with your evolution, have you also, I don't know, just putting you on the spot, found that to be true or us diving into it every time um, things where you're like, yeah, this is transferable. Yeah. Well, one, I think like to reiterate, it's an experiment that you do over time and there's no way on like, there's no way any person can retain everything about your chart at one time. Right. So it has to take time. Um, but I think, yeah, for me, definitely what you said resonates and being, having the sacral defined, I can just see like, you're already living your design without realizing it. Right. Like, it's not like this new thing that all of a sudden you're like, no, I have to live this way. There's just aspects of you that are living out of conditioning, but there's also so many aspects of you that you are living your human design. And because it's your human design, it's like the way your energy works. Right. And so it's really just giving language. I always say it's always giving language to like what you already know, um, and helping you see it. It's be helping you become conscious to what you were already doing. Um, whether that's your conditioning or not, but anyways, for me, yeah, I definitely see the element of for years, actually, of just doing the thing that lights you up in the moment is that has become like the basis of what I teach about wealth in so many ways. 
because that's what I've experienced personally of what, what feels good to me in one way is going to affect everything. And I think that that wisdom is actually feminine wisdom. Like the masculine mind wants to say everything is separate. Like I have my business, I have my home, I have my children, but everything is connected. Like quite literally everything is connected. So I always say, you know, say I'm working with a client and they are wanting to grow their business, which happens for most of my clients because most of them are running businesses. And they assume by like, them, you know, doing the right course and having the right structure that they're going to be successful. But really when we look back at it and like, say their, their partnership, their marriage is like a complete wreck. I'm like, that is going to affect your business. It's, it's not like, it's an illusion that we think that it's separate because everything is relationship. So for me personally, when I get on this track of like, say something, I'm a mom of three kids, say my kids are really out of balance and I can tell they currently are in this state. What I always know is like, there needs to be more structure or like masculine support for them. And and it's shifting and changing, right? Like my son just got out of school. My two daughters were already home, but something's shifting and changing because everyone's like nuts and something needs to change. Like there needs to be a different structure or masculine support that holds them. Maybe that's like me hiring someone. Maybe that's Brandon, like leaving his job. Like he did. Maybe that's me, um, moving away from a one-to-one model in my business so that I can be with my children more present. Like whatever that has been, has always been connected to the success of my business, even though it's about my kids right? Because it's all energy. And when I free up my energy to be in alignment, like, and cause also like your, you know, your family, I have three kids and a, and a husband, we all are sharing. Like I look at it as like, we're all sharing a big nervous system. So when one of us is a complete train wreck, like all of us are affected by that. (laughs) You probably experienced that. If, if you have a family, you experienced that. If you were raised in a family, which most of us were, you've experienced that. And so there's this aspect where we go in our mind, right. And say like, it's all separate, but it's really all together. And where people will be like, no, like I want to work on the strategy. That's going to make me 10 K months. I'm like, but actually like, you need to work on the fact that you hate your relationship with your partner. Right. (laughs) It's like, that actually is like the main priority because that's connected to your business and what your business has become is usually a distraction. So from actually dealing with that. So anyways, that was a long rant, but for me, it's been really like realizing that it's, I mean, I already knew this, but it's all connected. And and when someone's like looking at their chart to be like, how do I make $10,000 this month? That's from the not self pretty much. Usually it's from the open mind or open Ajna or whatever. Usually it's the open head. I feel, um, that they're like, I have to figure out how this is going to make me a million dollars. And it's not that at all, right? It's about learning the way that your energy naturally functions. And when you do that, it becomes so much more freeing to be building a business online or having relationships and friendships and realize that everyone is not the same. So homegirl who's over here, who's built a $7 million business, her energy works a totally different way than your energy works. And when you're trying to be her, you're just creating so much resistance and whatever your not self theme is like frustration for me when really that's not the way you're meant to live. So when we can ground down into these little shifts of, well, you know, what is lighting me up in this moment? Is this the type of coffee I like? Is this the, um, 
you know, for me, most of the things are unexplained or like, um, what is the word I'm trying to say? Not unexplainable, but weird. Like the things that light me up are, are like, what? Like that's, what's lighting me up right now. Um, and they're different than my partner. Like for me, getting my house cleaned by a professional is like the number one thing that makes me so happy and feel so spacious for him. He's like, we're throwing money down the toilet. Like he just doesn't understand. Um, but for me, that's what lights me up and I can't explain it. But when I have my house cleaned and I walk in, I'm like a million bucks. Like I feel incredible. And I know that that supports the success of my business. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question yeah. talks around it, but yeah, there's so many weird little things that I'm like, yeah, this really matters to me. And, and I wouldn't have even known it at the time. So my, um, my strongest sense is outer vision. So that makes total, when I learned that about my human design, it made so much sense for me because I was like, yeah, I really, it's unexplainable, like the way that I like things to look, but it matters to me. Like you can show me, like, we're looking at land right now and houses. You can show me a land and house and I will know immediately pretty much by looking at it. If it's like, if it feels like something I want to ride my wave on, we'll just say that like, yes or no. Um, and then I'll ride my wave about it, but yeah, so it's been really interesting to play with those little facets and also allow them to be real and not be like, this is petty or this is stupid, or this is vain or whatever the stories that you've been told about those areas are. And just being like, no, this is actually just how I function. Like it matters to me if my house looks clean because I operate so much better when it does. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And just to touch on, if you're listening, Jenna saying, I, I hope people heard what she was saying about like, we'll take the, having a clean house. She's like, I can't explain what it does for me. If you are defined sacral being, which means you're manifesting or generator, that's what I say all the time to everyone, right? Is like, if you can't explain a yes, that is an actual yes for you then. Mm-hmm. And if you can't explain it or put context around it, and now sometimes you can explain it because Jenna would tell you, you know, the house makes me feel more set up for success and this, that, and the other. But what I'm talking about is if you are convincing yourself it's a yes, because it's ticking boxes off of a checklist and you're working to convince it that's a no um I just thought it was beautiful little side thing that you were kind of saying Mm -hmm. that that's that's so important and the last bit you were saying too about give yourself credit there's a reason why or I was saying there's a reason why I don't make decisions fast there's a reason why it matters for you there's a reason why you can look at a picture or you can walk into a room and visually decide yes or no on the spot that's what you like that's not what you like versus me strongest sense feeling I'm I'm a person who's like, yeah, the energetics are off on this. Can't tell you why. I think it's beautifully, like visually it's beautiful, but it's just not, it's not setting with me correctly. Um, where I might want to minimize that because we have been told that might sound a little crazy, but giving ourselves the licensing to indulge ourselves on all the things that we've kind of diminished over time. I love that. Yeah, my husband, um, I just using the example because we're looking at land and stuff now. He loves it slash is annoyed by my outer vision because he's like, please just explain to me why. Like, why is this not the perfect place? I'm like, it's just not. Like, I it's just not. Like, sorry. And there was a lot of times where I tried to make it be, and then I was miserable in the place because 
it, it was not right. <laughs> like I would just be like, no, it's just not right. I just, and it was truly this outer vision part of me that like, I need, it needs to look not like, it sounds like I'm like, my house is, de- my house is not decorated at all. It's like, it's not that it's not like it has to be bougie and like pretty from society standards, like with a farmhouse chic look, it's just like, it just has to, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's unexplainable. It's just like, I look at it and it's a yes or no. It has to be beautiful for what your soul feels. That's beautiful. Or we, I think, um, even the word beauty has so much baggage and context around it, but when we can kind of strip that away or if someone's willing to, and especially for if your strongest sense is outer vision, it's getting to like what feel I like to say, and words are tricky, right? I'm using the word feels, but really it's sight. But I would say it's like what feels beautiful for you is exactly what's correct. Um, and just change those words around, you know, mm-hmm. depending on. But yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think if there's any more tidbits we want to bring to the convo. Well, just about you think about it. I was just going to say too, um, you know, if you're listening and you're like, okay, what are these actionable steps that I could take? There's a, there's a system or an order that human design likes to say, okay, you know, we start with the energy type, your man, gen, um, generator, et cetera. But I would say too, I like to always give a caveat and no matter which energy type you are or who you are coming to it, pick something that's exciting to you or that resonates first with you to experiment with. You can't do it wrong. Um, sometimes I think that's easier to, to start in a place that is exhilarating versus following the system, um, of where they say to start first. And so if the, the super strongest senses that we're talking about this feeling or outer vision, go dive down that, look, look that up and see if you can just do one thing for yourself today where you can put that into action for yourself and also be um, have a, you know, communicate and say, I'm going to do this. And I expect you to show up universe or God or the divine or my higher self and meet me there. And I'm going to commit to something. And I think that's really powerful. And we often forget the power behind communicating what we're trying to do too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my little tip that you, uh, that if you're listening might be helpful. I was thinking the whole time spoken, like a true sacral being, <laughs> it's like, what is actually exciting to you? Um, I love that. Yeah. I feel like human design is not one of those things that is super broad. Like I think a lot of stuff online is people are trying to make it palatable for like the general public. Uh, but the truth is, is like, you're so unique. Like you could be a projector and have a ton of energy in your chart. So like, it's just, you don't have a couple centers and you're a projector, right? Like you could be a man gen and not have as much energy as another man gen, you know, because of the way that your energy and circuitry works. And you don't have to dive down into all of that to know that and understand that. But there might be a reason if like, you're like, oh, I tried it and this thing didn't resonate with me. Like there might be a reason why. Um, so play with something different, like play with a different part. Like she was saying, because you might start to really resonate with a different area. And plus you might have a ton of conditioning, right? Like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so- a, a huge part of that, of 
we think that we are people that we're not and human design is a great, um, ego ball buster sometimes of like, that's actually not who you are, hun. And you're like, but what do you mean? That's what I build my whole life on. Um, and as someone with an open ego, a lot of my clients with open egos, a lot of entrepreneurs with open egos, it's like, wow, you realize all of entrepreneurship has basically been, um, for many of us, a journey of trying to prove ourselves. And you're like, wow, that's real cute. Um, 70% of the population has an open, um, undefined ego, which totally doesn't make sense of the structure that we all know and see and try to live by. So yeah, that's a great point. And I'm so glad that you pointed out too, that, uh, yeah. So caveat to everything I just said, don't get hung up either. If you just read over and over about projectors, or if you're a manifester and you're consuming all the content, I love that, Jenna. Thank you for saying it. Don't connect. If you're not connecting deeply, there's probably a reason. And you are never just a manifesting generator or generator or projector. You're a million other things as well. Mm-hmm. back, I think about three years ago, I had my chart read for the first time. And at that point, it felt like I was, I, I remember it was $150. And I didn't know this person. And I took a leap of faith. And it felt like almost at that point, I was in a different place in my life. And it felt, is this going to be wasteful, <laughs> wasteful with my finances, as I just shared with everyone, you know, finances, I was very wrapped up in and um, I have made so much money. I have made so much personal growth. I have, I mean, my whole life just from that one session changed Mm. the game for me. So if anyone on this call, whether you want to reach out to me, Jenna, anyone, I will say you are going to gain so much from having your full chart read by someone. Yeah. Especially someone, if you resonate and trust with them to do that for you, because knowing a little bit deeper of what we're talking about versus doing all your own research, it will just, it will move you faster along the line Mm -hmm. for sure. But it will also open your eyes to truly the most beautiful and unique human being that you really are. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of times people think I'm going to just like keep clicking around and try to figure out who I am by myself. And human design is complicated. Um, when you get down into the nitty gritty. So having someone to kind of give you um, the lay of the lay of your roadmap is a wonderful, wonderful investment if you're in a place to do that. Yeah, it's great. Um, Highly, highly suggest Caitlin did my first human design reading. Didn't you? Yeah, I think it was for your birthday. I I think it was two years ago. I was on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just so helpful to have someone really speak into all these different spaces, especially, and tell you things that you, like, you wouldn't find. Like, there's a lot of stuff you're not going to find reading people's Instagram. We're both swiping our hands. Carousels. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) what are they called? The carousels of like the man gens are this and all the things. And it's like, you can only like really honestly learn so much from that. Like, I never really actually think that much about the fact that I'm a man gen now. Like I'm more, I love the centers. Like they're super fascinating to me. And I love like deconditioning. And I love like pulling on my strengths of my defined center. So you'll find the aspects of it that are really interesting to you, but having your chart read is really cool and helpful 
to have a perspective from someone who actually knows what they're talking about and not you trying to decode it for yourself. Yeah, it's very helpful. And I highly suggest you have someone do it. I don't do like personal readings. So go to Caitlin for that. Absolutely. And (laughs) join her, all of her things. So let's do that. Can you tell everybody how to find you on social media? I'm going to post it in the show notes as well. Uh, Find you on social media and anything you want to point them to, to learn more or connect with you or how to schedule a session with you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on to flourish on Instagram and Jenna will write it out, but it's F L E U R I S H. Um, and I also offer sessions, intuitive sessions. One of the sessions that I've been absolutely loving and clients are loving is these life direction sessions where I'm able to pull on all my gifts and we do human design, your north and south nodes in astrology and your astro geography as well. And it's a beautiful one and a half, two hour session where I'm able to be the mansion that I am and kind of dive into all of the areas that you're really wanting to have um, intuitive direction on. So those have just been going great and I recommend um, anyone who's wanting to kind of dive deeper to go look at that. I'm also in about mid-June going to open up my um, community, the Petals community back open for other people to join. And it's just, I was really inspired because when I first found human design and even got onto the space, um, I was lucky to meet people like Jenna, but there wasn't all of us together. And human design can be a kind of lonely space to navigate as we just kind of pointed out. It's lots of information out there. What are other people doing? How are other people navigating? So it's a space for women to come together and be in community and continue to learn about their human design, but also share alongside each other their experiences of how they're experimenting and putting it in action in their daily lives. So if you're interested in that, you can go over in my Instagram and sign up to be on the list for the updates coming up. Perfect. And that's, yeah, about it. Awesome. Well, I love always talking to you, but thank you so much for being here on the podcast and sharing your story and gifts with us as we just chatted about the beauty of human design and the experiment that it is. I hope anybody listening that you just know that there are that we, anybody that you're looking at at being like, they know all the things about human design. Like we're just experimenting. Like we're just, we're just playing with different aspects of our design and living them out and not mentally trying to be like, well, I've researched all of the things. Like, please don't go research all the things. Just learn one aspect and play with that aspect. Learn the next aspect and play with that aspect, whatever feels good for you. Um, Because before you know it, you'll have stories like we're sharing stories of like, and then I tried this and it was really cool because this worked this way. Or then I realized that I had built my whole life upon my open ego and it all came crashing down. Oh wait, that was just me. Um, So you'll have these stories that you'll be able to share uh, that will be really powerful and helpful, but it all just starts with one step. Like you just taking the step to discover more, learn more, try something new, play with an aspect of it. Cause that's really what it is. It's just playing. It's not like meant to be this definitive law book of like, you better do this or else you're not going to be successful, which a lot of people approach it that way. It's more of just, what if I played with this aspect, um, which is really, really helpful. So thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Thank you for sharing with us. And thank you everyone for listening. 
thanks. It was an absolute joy to join you and be with you as always. And thank you guys so much for, yeah, being along this journey. And I hope that we all, all our paths intersect and we can continue the conversation about human design further. Love it. Bye. Bye.